0: Touchline Takes. In certain terms, a better combination
1: than Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. this world class.
0: Touchline Takes podcast.
1: Excuse me for being excited, people. Ho, 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 kids. It's Cameron of Touchline Takes back again, but this time for a Christmas special. With all of our friends from Touchline Takes, from my co host Carl and me, Cameron, <laughs> to everyone at home. From
0: the North Pole.
1: Happy Holidays. <laughs> North, Pole, North Pole, anywhere. Uh, maybe sitting in a locker room in Orlando right now. Maybe. You know, the whole gambit. It We're doing it. Could
0: be anywhere, land down under in Australia. You know, could be hanging out with Rudolph. Anywhere you are, and I tell you what, Cameron, right now, at times it does feel like the North Pole up here in Maine. Um, The winter solstice was just the other day, the, you know, the longest night of the year, and, you know, it's almost an end to the longest year, it's felt like, I feel like, for a lot of people. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a very, very good holiday season, I feel like, and so we're very happy to be able to bring it to you guys. Um, with another episode of Touchline Takes.
1: I agree. I'm, I'm really feeling the, the season's tidings right now. The holiday spirit. spirit. It's, uh, it's been a tough year, Carl, hasn't it? It, it? It's, but
0: it's been a tough one, but you know, you can hear those jingle bells ringing and you know santa claus oh, you sure can, santa buddy. claus is coming to town um and he might be bringing a few gifts this year uh who knows you know we'll have to go and see uh, what it what is check what's under the tree maybe or what's in the stocking ooh, ooh. i love me a good stocking uh, see see stockings um, stockings or th- th- before we get into this, stockings are yeah, so yeah, of
1: course, of course.
0: underrated okay let me just th- th- we call this touchline takes this is more mm-hmm. like stockings takes or like christmas takes Stockings are like the most exciting thing for me because it's like the warm-up. It's like the pregame to the present Oh, yeah, but like yeah with with presents you look at a present right and you could be like Oh like that's Mm -hmm. you know a toy car or oh, that's a barbie like, you know I mean you can tell by the shape or the box when you get a stocking You don't know what's inside that stocking. It could be socks. It could be a toothbrush. It could be a pack of gum It could be chocolate like, you don't know what you're gonna find. It's like this little goodie bag. You just reach in, you pull out, and who knows? Who knows what you're gonna get? It's, it's, it- yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. And
1: I, uh, I think for a couple years, my mom, well, I, I don't know, it could have been my mom, could have been Santa. It's the, the jury's really out on that one. Yeah, but, anyways, um, my, all the gifts in my stocking were individually wrapped. Uh-huh. And I just love that. It was just such a little that's joy. Cute. I unwrapped like, you know, 10 little gifts right. inside my stocking. That is very cute. I- and sure, they were toothbrushes, but like if I went to the grocery store and, you know, I got my toothbrush and then it was all wrapped up and I got to open it, like that's that that's makes ex- it that much better. That you much know?
0: better. Then speaking of that, I really do need a new toothbrush now that you reminded me. I'm just going to have to write that down. Right. Um, but I like to think of stockings as like Tottenham Hotspur's recent form. Like, you don't know what you're going to get, man. Okay. Like, it, it, it's, it's been all over the place. Um, And so, you know, I've... Little hurt, you know. It, it, it just felt like, you know, getting into a little Premier League talk here. It just felt like there was so much anticipation. Everybody's like, Tottenham's top of the league. You know, title expectations, question mark. And, you know, we're like, nah, mm. let's draw against Crystal Palace. Lose against Liverpool and then, you know, have another tough game against Leicester City and lose. So it's like, you know what? There's still the carbarero it's a Cup. Tough, Here we go.
1: It's a tough time of the give year, a my title. friend. Um, it's, a, it's a slog, but I just want to uh, give everyone a bit of an overview of what to expect from this episode. Uh, we, w- this isn't gonna be a long one. No. We just wanted to, you know, spread spread some sp- some Christmas cheer, some holiday spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna do just a little bit of a recap of the Concacaf Champions League final, which just occurred. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we thought we would um we would open some gifts, or maybe not not necessarily open the gifts, but um, I know it's late, but. Me and Carl are going to have a bit of a, um, a football wish list yeah. for gifts for this for this season. And, um, you know, we might also check in with Santa, see yeah. who's on the naughty and nice and, list. And,
0: and I tell you what. So with that, I tell you what, Cameron, Santa did just text me. He sent me a text. He sent me oh, an he email. Did? He sent me a fax. I didn't even know Santa still used the fax machine. But I got this list sitting right in front of me. That is Santa's naughty and nice list. And, if you know, I cannot wait to share with you what we got here like this is you know something really really special you know to see like who is on santa's naughty list and who is on santa's nice list and i think you know i think some of you are going to be surprised like who's who cameron
1: it's definitely going to be a surprise to all uh somebody might be getting a lump of coal this year you know i hate to say it but sometimes people deserve it (laughs) all right so, uh, CONCACAF Champions League Final, we Bubble. were excited for this. Yes. Uh, surprised, but excited, yeah?
0: Yeah, yeah. We. Uh, it, it. It's weird, because I feel like every time when this comes around, the championship comes around, we get our hopes up. And, you know, keeping up with our Christmas theme, it's almost like that big gift you really wish for, and you think Santa's going to give you, and you think you do. And then by the time all the gifts are open, it's not there. And
1: yeah, you know, I think the, the, uh, what really kind of set it up for something potentially magical was the run that the absolute tear Mm -hmm. that LAFC went on, um, you know, Cruz Azul club America. And then finally, uh, the giant that T grace is Anything seemed possible at, at that point.
0: It did. It really and, did. And oh,
1: I forgot to mention Lyon as well. So yeah. they they bested three, three. Uh, Liga MX clubs, you know, that are are no slouches. Um, you know, going as far as getting the manager of Club America fired. <laughs> so I I think with all the disappointment that LAFC had been in the last MLS season, mm-hmm. um, there there was definitely a lot of hope behind this final and. Uh, they started out well, they started out, um, I believe it was about the, let's see here. It was the 20th. Nope. Sorry. The 57th minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, they had an an incredible goal off a Mark Anthony K ball into Diego Rossi. Yeah. Uh, Rossi was a a, kind of a cheeky little chip yeah Yeah. it was it was brilliant nice
0: little chip off the volley too and so you know it it looked really good and if if you watch if you go back and watch the build up to that goal too it just was such beautiful play by lafc you know just passing around the midfield getting it upfield and then like you said mark anthony that ball in was just you know it was chef's kiss like it 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 was like some of the most beautiful football you're going to see from any mls club um and unfortunately camera that that didn't seem to last too long though
1: no it, it really didn't um you know it was a in the beginning of the game i would say um lafc looked good i think they they came in strong with the energy they were pressing high up the pitch mm-hmm. um you know, they, they were able to fight in midfield, which was important for them throughout that game. Um, there were a lot of fouls. I, I I don't have the numbers in front of me right here. I mean, I could probably get them pretty quickly. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, each team committed almost 20 fouls. Um, it looked like LAFC had about, you know, six Fairly close to the 18-yard box uh, free kicks within Mm. the first 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, No cards thrown. yeah, None at all, though, which uh, even the announcers made a point
0: of. That's the most shocking thing. Like, not only because you see all those fouls, but also because you have a Liga MX side playing in this game, Um, which, you know, after watching those first games, you know, with a lot of – especially that Club America game with uh, LAFC, Mm -hmm. like, it just felt like, you know, it was – it was Christmas with all these cards, even I, I guess it actually is Christmas, but like it just, right. you know, you, you had all these cards and red cards and yellow cards and green cards and blue cards and just cards were everywhere. <laughs> and um, to, yeah, they to uh, yeah,
1: went down to 10 men that game. That's right. Yeah. That's right.
0: And uh, then uh, the most beautiful thing drawing back to that game is watching the Club America goats with the walkie talkie in the stands. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> And him just, you know, walking something down to it must have been the assistant coach, I have to think. And it's just absolutely remarkable. Like only stuff you see in the CONCACAF Champions League, um, which I, I guess is just the beauty of it as well.
1: Yeah, I, you know, when you're Club America and you go out to a uh, mid-table MLS team, <laughs> uh, I think things like this were bound to happen. Right. Uh, so, yeah, Miguel Herrera, he got fired. Um, it's funny, I'm already seeing people trying to connect him to uh, jobs in the MLS, which is, I think, a tad bit ironic. And <laughs> not really uh, I'm not quite sure if he'll pull himself down to that level. But um,
0: not, to, not to say no, anything disgraceful no, to the MLS, of, but of I think
1: after Club America... Yeah. I, I don't know, you I, know, where you I, go. I,
0: I could see him going to some club in South America, you know, either in Argentina yeah, or maybe Brazil, um, even in Chile, Colombia. Um, I just, I, and I, I don't want this to sound bad in the way I'm saying it, but I just don't think he fits like the vibe of the MLS. Um, Kind of like his, you know, fiery nature as a coach. Like you really don't see a lot of that, you know, within the MLS when it comes to the coaches and stuff uh his his you know kind of coaching style is a lot different than what I think you would see in the MLS um and so yeah like you said I I I don't think he will I don't think there's really an opening for him like I don't see him going to DC United no um so uh
1: yeah, and he's never coached outside of Mexico either, so it, it seems rather unlikely. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it, it seems kind of uh, typical now for, for managers to take sort of a sabbatical after a job, so mm-hmm. uh, we could see that out of him. It's it's really up in the air. But um, So the story of the night, though, was definitely the, uh, the comeback that uh, Tigres waged after mm-hmm. uh, probably about the 60th minute. Right. Um, they did tie it up in the 77th, uh, it was a header from Hugo Ayala off a corner right. um it was a nice header really solid poor defending, uh, good direction though. poor defending poor defending Ugh. which was also the story of the night yeah. from LAFC which kind of continued on into the the later stages of the game um they got lucky honestly that they didn't get lit up for a couple more right. there were a couple scenarios where i saw an opening that uh, a crazy opening that uh you know they created right in the center of the 18 which I, I don't know how any coach would be happy after watching that sort of defending display, mm-hmm. um, which which did end up leading Tigres to go up two one in the eighty fourth minute, right. um, off of who else but Andre Pierre Gignac, um, which was funny because I saw somebody probably thirty minutes before that, oh yeah, uh, yeah. tweet <laughs> they they were like Andre Pierre Gignac has has been pretty um, terrible from general play tonight. And then you know he goes on he, to he, score the winner he, there. He
0: must have been reading the tweets mid game or something, and you know sort of saw that and was like, you know what, like I gotta I gotta prove a point here. And you know, g- good on Tigres. You know, yeah. it's uh, what it's gonna be fun to watch them in the Club World Cup, uh, just because I think like this was their like fifth final in the last six years or something like that in the yeah. Concacaf Champions League, and this is the first one I think they've won. So it's like you know, it, it felt like about time and this is a fun team and, you know, you, you really saw it with, you know, how they kind of fought back after LAFC went up and, you know, the game changed in midfield too. Like we, we saw leading up to that first goal by LAFC, you know, they, the, they really dominated the midfield, were able to advance the ball. And then it seemed like they just like lost that control in the midfield. And that led to all those openings you were mentioning and, you you know, the rest is, as they say, written in history. So um, it's too bad. I, yeah, I, 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 thought, it, I thought it is. Was you know, it. it's, I it's sort of. This was it.
1: It, it's sort of. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, In the spirit no. of Christmas.
0: In the spirit of Christmas, Cameron, I, I'm disappointed. I'm not gonna say this ruined my Christmas, um, but this was, you know, this felt like felt like something that could kind of spur the mls in the right direction and you know it just feels like you know back to the drawing board and um we kind of have to take the positives from this and learn from the negatives
1: that's true and it's you know i i really as as much as i have issues with mls you know i really do want to see them improve in this competition Definitely. um it, it, it really is the one of the sole uh kind of measuring sticks for where they are as a league and Mm -hmm. um i i I do want to before we move on just just kind of make note of the fact that uh lafc did put on quite a display against league mx teams i mean to have beaten three of them fairly convincingly uh that that does say a lot about the league um especially people will say well if a mid-table mls team can do it Mm -hmm. uh but i but i digress It, it was it was quite the uh the trip from them and you know mm-hmm. we we hope to continue to see improvements from from MLS um and i i do hope liga mx teams stay in the competition i know there's been talks about them returning to uh copa libertadores but for now uh they're in the concacaf champions league right. and they're the this you know the best competition for mls so carl um after with that out of the way I think it's time we we talk a little little Christmas spirit. Yeah, um, we we talk maybe what what you hope to find under the tree uh, this this Christmas season in terms of footballing gifts,
0: footballing gifts. Well, I think the first one, Cameron, um, in this one, for those of you who know me and those of you who have been listening to the podcast sounds pretty obvious. I want a title for Tottenham Hotspur, Cameron. Um this is it's it's heartbreaking <laughs> to, you know, <laughs> constantly see like it just slip away and slip away. It's like it reminds me, I think it was like a Geico commercial or an older Geico commercial where this person like is at a shoest or at a like some store and this guy has a fishing pole with money on the end on the line and every time the person gets close you know to the fishing pole he pulls the pole back that's what it feels like with tottenham Hotspur and titles sometimes especially over the last like five or six years um and i think we got a good chance and i'm really confident i i doubt i don't think it's going to be a premier league title um, but you have the Europa League, you have the FA Cup, you have the uh, the other English Cup that not too many people really care about, but I care about this year. Um, so it's that that's one of the. I think that's if we're thinking big gifts, like the mother all gifts. Yeah, that's the one right there. Um, the other smaller gifts, I. I wouldn't mind seeing Arsenal relegated to the uh, Championship. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not, to, I mean, I guess those two go hand in hand. Wow. Um, no, I. It's. Uh, I. I really hope my wife doesn't listen to this. My. My wife's an Arsenal fan. Um. So, she would. Yeah, we're gonna. Be really... I'm
1: not putting that one in the. Uh, the credits for the. the yeah. Episode. No. We'll,
0: we'll slide that one under the rug. Maybe we can like. We, we can mask my we're voice. Under the tree. Oh, under the see. I should have thought of that one. Myself. <laughs> yeah, you're right on top of it, but I don't know. I'm trying to think what other gifts. um I
1: you think... could say that Mikel Arteta is roasting on an
0: open fire right now. He, he, M- Mikel Arteta is he? He's like burnt charcoal right now, and he somehow is still intact. Um, I, I, can, I, I can't. I can't even fathom like he's doing worse than Uma Emery was doing there and Mm -hmm. he got the you know the boot so quick the only thing I can think is that not only did Mikel Arteta play for Arsenal um so he's got that going for him but he's also like an understudy of Pep Guardiola and I feel like sometimes like understudies of Pep Guardiola are like untouchable and it doesn't really like make sense sometimes to me that like why that's sort of the thing um i don't think that like these people really should be untouchable in that way um i think he should be kind of have that criticism that every other coach is going to have um but it's it's still sort of, you know, this thing where like if you worked under Pep Guardiola, like the media doesn't attack you usually as much as other managers. Um, and you start like Emery's like back at Valencia and he's doing great at Valencia. So I, I just I, I don't know what the think is sort of the thing is with um, Arsenal and when it comes to Arsenal's managers. Um, but I think, you know, Arteta needs to sort of, you know, get a sort of they, they need to take a look in the mirror with Arteta and kind of figure out that, you know, yeah. he he's probably not the right man for the job for this Arsenal squad right now.
1: Yep. You know, I, I would say that's not quite a present, um, <laughs> maybe to us,
0: but to a lot of Arsenal fans, boys yes. and
1: girls um, and 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 maws and paws yeah it's probably not quite the best gift but no that's uh, a selfish gift do you have do you have any anything else maybe a, a little small gift a that you just small, hope to see under the tree as well small just small. to round it all off um, a stocking stuffer if you will
0: i i um trying to i i want to see Man, I'm gonna have to think longer on this like I, I I guess my list was too big that these small things just can't come to mind right now
1: Um, do you want me to move on to to mine then? Maybe? Yes and No, come how, back how to you about, with a
0: stocking stuffer yeah. Cameron you go and maybe by the time you're naming your 100 gifts that you told me you had um, Okay, yeah, one. I got a lot. Okay, that's good. Bringing let's out off. the credit card. Um, ready? So, go. Uh, I,
1: oh, okay. Uh, well for starters, um, I'm hoping to see a nice rollout of Nisa Nation. That would be a great gift. Mm. Um, I I love this idea of of pulling up the amateur clubs and showing them a little pathway to the pros. Um, it's not quite promotion and relegation, but it's 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 getting there, you mm-hmm. know. And I think with the 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 rumblings of of how USL is starting to work with the championship in League One. Mm-hmm. We're, we're starting to see something there so i i really hope this nisa nation things works out for uh for nisa for my for my second gift i i hope to see a full stadium by yeah, the end man. of this year um it's been kind of nice seeing a couple thousand fans and some premier league games and you know we saw some fans in usl games as well but right. i want to see a a, a full stadium you know that would make my heart happy again to to see all the fans back where they belong right um and i think finally i'd like to see a the, the club that's about to start up in our well you know one of a city that holds a, a dear spot in my heart portland maine oh, yeah. i hope that uh portland united gets its feet you know on the ground and mm-hmm. and and really starts making some waves here um in the very near future in 2021 and they've already started to uh we saw a uh an awesome capsule of uh merchandise from them released that's really and cool. subsequently, subsequently mostly sold out i believe yeah. at this point so they're really they're they're rocking the the boat as they say I, I think that's what they say we're really bad with our idioms here rocking
0: the sleigh i think that's the one we should go with, right? <laughs> they're, they're really yeah, rocking yeah. the sleigh and i mean to speak on that you know the what was it It was uh trying to think it said for for city that's the you know the marketing thing they went with it i think it's awesome um i think Uh, it is i I think the marketing for them right now like i mean because everything's still not officially confirmed that a club is actually coming here but i think that they're showing that they can market and have this huge kind of following with the marketing techniques that they're using i think Mm -hmm. like you know for the usl it just seems like an obvious choice or it's starting to become an obvious choice that you know a club can should come to portland and would flourish in this city and around this area
1: it's got a uh, a large uh youth network Mm -hmm. to to pull from within that area and i think it's it's an area that's screaming for um some some talent to get recognized um as we've seen, you know, whether it's in Lewiston or southern Maine or um even, you know, that rare kid that comes through in in some of the more northern parts of Maine. Mm -hmm. Uh they need that kind of they need a club out there that's that's watching for local talent. So um I'll be very excited for that. Um so those are those are my, you know, three gifts that I'd like to see under the tree um this holiday season and into next year. Mm -hmm. And uh, just coming back to you real quick. I don't know if you you pulled something together, but do you have a,
0: a stocking stuffer? A stocking stuffer is going to be, you know, I, I, I don't want to steal one of your gifts, but I'm I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna talk a little bit about on like just seeing fans back. Um, okay. Just like you, you kind of touched on it, but like just. I we were watching the North. I was watching the North London Derby um, with Tottenham and Arsenal, and I think it was only like two thousand fans there. But just like the environment, like even with the two thousand fans, just felt like it was refreshing. You know, watching the sport and hearing, you know, it's not artificial sound noise that they're pumping in, and you you could tell like when it panned to the stadium, when it panned to the crowd, like. They, they sort of looked relieved to be there as well, supporting their club safely, you know, wearing masks, social distancing, which is, like, you know, of course, the way we have to go right now. Um, but I think, you know, to see that by the end of the season, by the being in next summer, like, would really, especially around the time when, you know, titles are being won and, you know, finals are being played, like, would be really, really, like, special to have, um, but it's, you know, I'm optimistic as, you know, you are too. And I think we all are to see that. Um, but of course, you know, we have to yeah. get there in a safe way. And I, I
1: think we will, you know, vaccines around the corner. Mm-hmm. It's we're, we're getting there. It's been a rough year. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of nice things and there's been a lot of not so nice things. Right. And I think, wait, Carl, do you hear what? that? I, I hear sleigh bells ringing but it might also Mm. just be my ringtone wait Mm. oh it's santa calling he's calling in to tell us who's been naughty and who's been nice Mm. oh but Mm. he's actually got a meeting and he said carl cameron can you guys actually put it together for me can you can you tell the world who's been naughty and who's been nice this year and i think we're gonna accept that challenge aren't we carl
0: i think so too i i think i'm up for the challenge what about you I'm totally up for it. So
1: I, as has been the fashion of this podcast uh, for today, I'm going to let you go first.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> you,
1: you pick. Do you want to start with naughty or
0: nice? Uh, that, that's, let's start with nice. Um, okay. That, that's, let's start with nice here. Um, who's been nice this season? And I'm going to start with, you know what? I, I've been on a good MLS theme the last couple episodes of this podcast. So I'm gonna start with nice with the MLS. Um and what I'm gonna say, you know, we we haven't The whole league. The whole league. The entire league. Not just one club or one player or one ownership. The whole league. I think and I we we haven't talked too much since the MLS final. I don't think we've recorded an episode since the MLS final. But I I think so I think this season for the MLS It's 25th year in existence was one of the best ones it's ever had. And I say that because I felt sort of for the first time this year that the MLS trended, its trajectory went in a sort of like more positive direction than where it had been going. I felt like for the last decade, the MLS was that sort of, it was treading water. It wasn't really going up, it wasn't going down, but it was just staying still, almost like in this stalemate with itself. And I think this year, the MLS, you know, with the success you saw of expansion clubs um, like Nashville, um, even FC Cincinnati, you know, they had a little bit more success this year. They have a beautiful stadium that they're going to be moving into ah, yes, here that's soon. Ah, um, I think, the, like, it's moving in a really, really good direction. And the needle, you know, the needle's there. Um, and there's a lot of excitement. We've talked about it. The excitement of football, the excitement of soccer here in the United States just keeps growing and growing. And the MLS might be finally grabbing onto that. I, I, I don't want to be too early and, you know, jumping the gun with saying like, oh, this is it, like they're going to take off. But I think this, this year was a good year. So the MLS has definitely been nice for me.
1: You know that's a, that's a good one, Carl. I, I like to see the the arc that we've sort of drawn here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I feel like our first pod we we had some issues where we we really hashed it out with uh, in terms of what we didn't like about MLS and the, just the structure of 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 football uh, mm-hmm. in the United States. And I think I think we've grown to appreciate what's what MLS does. But, but be able to separate what we, what we want it to do, what, what, what leaps we would like to see it take, Mm -hmm. uh, that would, that would really make us some happy boys. So, you know, all in all, it's, it's a grand thing that we have a top tier league in the United States. We're lucky that we've practically grown up with this. We, we haven't known a, a year without professional soccer in the United States, Mm -hmm. um, and that that in itself is a is a great thing. So, yeah, that's a good one, Carl. I, I appreciate that. What about naughty? Naughty. Other than yourself. Other.
0: <laughs> I I I have been pretty naughty this year, Cameron, and I'm I'm kind of ashamed to admit that. Um, but naughty this year in terms of the football landscape. Oh, man. This this is this is a tough one, not because there hasn't been anything naughty, but I just feel like there's so much to choose from that I'm trying to zero in um, at you know sort of things that have happened. Um, you know, this is one you can do every year, and I'm gonna take sort of a serious serious turn to this segment, but okay. you know mm-hmm. the. The racism in football, man, is it's in this sport, it just it's awful. And it's awful to see all the time, either from fans, players, coaches. I mean, we even start with a referee in the Champions League. It just it, it, it seems, unfortunately, to know no bounds when it comes to the global when it comes to the sport as a whole. Um, you know, there was another incident in the Brazilian professional league, the top tier league, Série A, um, where the you know a player for Bahia, you know, said something racial towards a player for Flamengo, and after the game, the coach for Bahia, you know, defended his player and he called the other player for Flamengo, um, who was racially attacked, he called him a liar, said this wasn't true, he's just looking for attention, and you know, <laughs> the bahia the club fired the coach not 10 minutes afterwards after this happened right and so like you know it's it's just unfortunate to keep seeing these things no matter if it's in brazil or if it's in turkey or if it's in the u.s or you know in england like it's really unfortunate to see it keep happening um and that's a
1: that's a naughty to all the racists in football and in Not the naughty world Naughty to general.
0: all the racists in football in the world in general. And, you know, it's... We, we can talk about, you know, sort of how... of ways we can try to, you know, sift it out of the sport. But, you know, unfortunately, I don't think it's, you know, football's fault that racism exists. You know, it's it's just... Right. The way this world has it's been. It's more of
1: a community problem. And it, it yeah. it's... You know, the clubs can continue to run campaigns for anti-racism right. efforts um mm-hmm. but at the end of the day it's it's really up to us as a society to to weed that out and right. and educate those who yeah yeah educate ourselves yeah. to do better and educate those who are racist you know the wrongs of their ways right um so so i guess it's time for me to to uh, you know i i think i've got a list here as well oh man. uh you i better check it twice nice.
0: you better check it twice
1: uh well hold on let me hold
0: on just look it over one more time i don't want you to make okay, any mistakes here
1: Good. yeah um okay yep okay so i got it i you know i'm not mixing up my my list here All right. so first and foremost i want to give a big um round of applause to marcus rashford mm-hmm. um marcus rashford has been he you know he's practically been a saint for the children of the united kingdom um after the government did everything they could to prevent (laughs) um needy children there from obtaining uh free meals because they were not in school or or anything along those lines during this covid crisis um, marcus rashford took it on himself to take care of that and and led a nationwide effort in doing so Mm mm-hmm and at such a young age, it's it's just it's amazing to see um, his dedication to that and and his understanding of unmet needs. And uh, you know, I am a Liverpool fan, but I I really got to hand it to Marcus Rashford. He's a he's an overall well-rounded guy. Um, he's got a good head on his shoulders, and he deserves all the praise he's getting. You know, I think it even For led sure. to a reversal yeah. in the United Kingdom's policy on that. Um, it took a long time, unfortunately, but. Uh, You can definitely say that he led the charge.
0: No, definitely. And I I think you could almost call the entire UK government naughty in this sense. But I I think definitely to, to see, you know, a player use his voice like, you know, a global superstar for one of the biggest clubs in the world, use his voice like that. And be able to like turn it into good. Um, You know, I think we we live in an age where a lot of times, you know, people will yell at athletes telling them to stick to sports or not to talk about politics or talk about world issues when, you know, they're the type of people who can really give a voice to those issues and those things going on. Um, And to see, you know, really Rashford, like you said, do that and kind of make a humongous, huge difference in the UK. When it comes to those things for you know millions of kids um was you know that's got to be at the very top of the nice list for this year for santa claus
1: agreed and um while we're on uh while you were talking about mls i i got me to thinking i also want to uh put them on the nice list this year and and for a slightly different reason Mm -hmm. um i want to give them the the nice spot for the fact that. Uh, They kind of led the charge in terms of a safe return to sport uh, with their bubble in uh, Orlando, Florida, which, you know, it it did have its bumps. But I think it really provided a lot of happiness to to people out there who needed something to, you know, to to look forward to um, to take up some of their time. And and they did a great job doing that, you know, following all the guidelines that they were supposed to uh and and i think it was a success overall um and it it brought a lot of people who wouldn't typically watch mls to watch mls Mm -hmm. um so i didn't want to spend too much time on that since you already talked about mls so i'll move right on to my naughty list i'm excited for this Um,
0: one it can't be me it better not be me
1: oh yeah you know who i'm putting on here and it's not necessarily for anything he did this year Mm. but um i'm giving it to good old pre-court Baby, uh, the owner of um, Austin FC, Anthony Precourt. And you know why I'm giving it to him this year, Carl? Why are you giving it to him this year? What did he do? Because what he said could not happen, happened. Columbus crew are MLS champions and... Precourt did not think it was possible, and I hope that Austin (laughs) FC are just perennial basement feeders for at least the next decade so that he has to really kind of live with himself knowing that he had a champion on his hands and he just didn't want to make the investments to, to help them get there.
0: You know, I cannot wait until Columbus plays Austin. And, Zard- and Zardes them. puts up you know a hat trick like a double hat trick I want him to score, score six goals on them and I want him to do it all while mm-hmm. doing a handstand and just like just embarrass the living hell out of Austin FC man because like this is the uh, the, the salt with this one is so like just, oh you know it's just so good like I just want to rub it right into his wounds and I know that's a little graphic but like it's it, it was so like, I'm not a Columbus fan. Um, honestly, I don't even now that I, th- I don't even really have like a horse in the race in the MLS. I just enjoy watching it. Uh, wow, I can't believe I just said that. Um, but it's, you know, it's sort of just like really, really, you know, kind of sweet to see him take that and, you know, to see Columbus FC, you know, do like you said, do what he said couldn't happen and you know good for columbus fantastic i'm so happy man i'm so happy for their fans
1: i am too i am too man and uh i i think there's just one more name that i had to mention on the naughty list and um you kind of already made some remarks about this but uh Deloy hansen uh owner or soon to be previous owner of uh Real Salt Lake and his uh racist comments early this year yep. just have no place in the sport. Nope. Uh and especially in a league that I believe has tried to um be fairly progressive. Yep. So uh I'm glad to see that he's getting pushed out. I, I hope we get a new owner in there soon who really cares about the club and cares about people in general. So right. uh yeah, yeah Naughty, Deloy Hansen, Anthony Precourt,
0: uh different reasons, but both on the list. <laughs> Fantastic. I, well, I mean, if I heard correctly, Santa Claus is going to be delivering that lump of coal right to their doorstep. Um, he's going to be on his way once he gets out of his meeting. So, you know, on that note, Cameron, um, it's, you know, it's it's almost a new year. You know, the Christmas has come around. We can talk about naughty and nice people, you know, all night long. Um, but I think our, our listeners are really excited to, you know, get to open their presents, I think And the biggest present we can give you guys this year is just us in general We're the biggest present anybody could ask for We are, you know, we're, we're that gift under the tree We're that we're that sort of stocking We're, we're stuffed in that stocking, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. all pretzled around But we're in that stocking we're in that box. We're the star on top of your tree. We're the star you follow home at night. We are the Santa Claus who delivers presents, who delivers gifts. We are the Rudolph who guides you through the fog, who guides you when you don't through know the where to go. Through the world of football. We we allow you to enjoy the sport that we all enjoy. And you listen to us, and we're very grateful for that. You know, We're we
1: certainly grateful, Carl. You know, it's... This may be episode unlucky 13, but we're very lucky to have all of you. We're lucky to have made it this far. And I I just hope everyone enjoys their time this holidays. And, you know, um, happy new year as well. You know, we didn't provide any New Year's resolutions, but I think everyone can say that they just want to have a better year this upcoming year. And and that's really all we can ask for.
0: And watch some football in the progress process. Um, hell yeah hell hell yeah yeah well merry christmas to all merry christmas cameron and to all and to all a good podcast a good podcast
1: all right carl well thanks and you have a great night and happy holidays to you my friend
0: happy holidays cameron take care